This podcast episode is brought to you by the Black Case Diaries and from contributions to your podcast station from listeners like you. Thank you. Hey, Cassettes, and welcome back to another episode of the Black Case Diaries. Yay. 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 I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. And Adam. And we are not doing a princess episode. Yeah. <laughs> what? Whew, I, think I thought that's what finally. the podcast was. Oh my god! <laughs> I think we're going to take a break from Disney for I a mean, little bit. Don't <laughs> get... We'll, we'll try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get us wrong. We love them all. But oh my gosh, after the weeks we spent on that. Five weeks is enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough time to spend on the princesses. It yeah. is, yes. Especially yeah. once he's having to... Once we have to start talking about the same ones over again. Yeah. Exactly. So we are moving on. (laughs) We are going to talk about something that was part of probably a lot of people's childhood, especially a part of mine and these guys here with me. It was the public broadcasting service. So, Whoa. yeah, all those kids shows you got to see for free on TV. When we were kids... Marcy didn't have any kind of cable. I did not. And I remember I would always ask her if she'd seen all these Nickelodeon shows that I was obsessed with and she'd never watched any of them. (laughs) So she always felt like super left out. She still feels left out because we'll gather now with other people our age and we'll say, oh man, I remember this episode of this and Marcy, you've never seen that? I can't believe you don't know what that is. And so this was always the thing that Marcy wanted to talk about. (laughs) I'm like, what about PBS Kids, guys? Bum, bum, Clifford, bum, bum. Sesame yeah. Street, like, man, like all these kids. I love things. Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, love made him grow. I mean, I mean, could you imagine the cleanup? <laughs> I remember one time there was there was an episode where they said Clifford is the most well-behaved dog on our block. And my brother was walking through the living room right when they said that. And he goes, geez, oh. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would be a Godzilla if not. Yeah. So, all right, Marcy, how did yeah. PBS start? Okay, so in the early years of public television in the U.S., it was dominated by the National Educational Television, which um, was founded in 1952. It relied on funding from the Ford Foundation, which was founded by Henry Ford. And in 1967, the Public Broadcasting Act was founded, which was a huge deal, creating the government funding for public broadcasting. Yay! Woo! So they got some more funds there. (laughs) Money. Um, (laughs) Money. uh, So then the corporation... The Corporation for Public Broadcasting was then established around that same time. So then, because of that, in 1969, the Public Broadcasting Service was established, which was the successor of the National Educational Television. But on May 1st of 1969, there was a committee that wanted to decrease the funding that government funding that lovely government funding they wanted to decrease it to 10 million from the 20 million dollars that it was Mm. so fred rogers appeared before that senate subcommittee to defend that 20 million dollars and he obviously was successful because of today nice and his show was already airing at the time at that time yes correct which helps a lot of people Mm -hmm. know who he is probably Capture the minds and hearts of everyone watching, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> what I'm saying, a lot of people would have been upset to see it go. All the people like you who didn't have uh, cable or, or it was Viewers really like what you. they yeah. were. <laughs> Viewers like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good joke. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to tell me, I know. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hmm. Anyway, so we thought we'd talk about some of our favorite shows on PBS, and we also thought we'd talk about some of the more influential and important shows that have been on PBS. Uh, Obviously, with this channel being something that's free to the public, uh, a lot more people had access to it, and it was a lot easier for parents to just kind of turn it on, especially because it was branded as educational. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, you felt good about it. You felt good about putting it on, leaving the room. And, you know, you weren't worried about 
what the kids might see <laughs> while you're while you're not there. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of those dirty sponges flipping burgers. Exactly. <laughs> or Ren and Stimpy was pretty gross. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think a lot of parents were, you know, pretty relieved to have a channel that was, you know, more mm-hmm. wholesome. More for teaching alphabet, teaching mm-hmm. life lessons, everything that a kid needs to learn right. in the early right. stages. And not to say that other cartoons or TV channels had those kinds of messages. Maybe not maybe not preschool level like alphabet stuff, but you know, a lot of shows have life lessons mixed into episodes yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's very very young child driven you know and a lot of it in the earlier part of the day like the beginning of the programming is a lot more child affiliated and mm-hmm. then after about three o'clock is when it was more like the preteen crowd mm-hmm. and you know the older kids coming home from school that kind of i don't right. know i was a preteen still watching pbs kids but yes. i don't know if everybody still watched pbs kids when right. they were preteens i i watched it for probably way longer than like a normal kid <laughs> than the does. average yeah i mean that there was typically nothing else on i'll still watch arthur i mean i'm sorry but like i still no yeah like i mean it's entertaining and like it brings for us it brings back that childhood yeah experience that we had with it then and that's the kind of show too that parents don't mind watching with their kids because at least it's still interesting to adults it's not totally mm-hmm. like teletubbies is a little tougher for a parent to watch <laughs> versus yeah. arthur okay so i think the first one we on our list that we were gonna just actually just kind of go down a list down. of some shows sesame street so i'm sure pretty much everybody out there has heard of sesame street can you tell me how to get there they they never say so in the song <laughs> they, yeah they don't they just they yeah. just ask it, you, i mean everybody knows the address right one two three sesame street but like where is that? <laughs> anyway. I think I always just assumed it was in New York. It, it's got a very too. New York-y feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a mixture of, you know, their normal actors, the the puppets, obviously, and then celebrities would pop in every once in a while. Especially now, they do it a lot more often. Right. And I know that the Tickle Me Elmo was really influential when we were kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. That big was the, big, the biggest toy of 1994. My parents got it for me. And I remember just the story about how my mom couldn't believe that after all those Christmases of her desperately trying to track down the the number one toy, she accidentally bought the number one toy, which was a Tickle Me Elmo, <laughs> and found out later. And she was like, yes, I'm ahead of the game. And it was like it. the only time. Oh, so amazing. Nice. That's so amazing. But that kind of goes to show how influential Sesame Street was. We figured, we found out earlier uh, today that it's the the 50th anniversary uh, yeah. of Sesame Street this year in November. That's crazy <laughs> uh, for a show, especially a children's show like this, to go for that long. And for the most part, I mean, it's evolved a little bit. You know, they obviously have some new characters and that's probably why it's lasted so long. Right? Yeah, still sticking around. Big Bird is still like. <laughs> Easily recognizable character, as well as, like, Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch. I think Grover is on Sesame Street, right? He's not yeah. a... Mu- I, mm-hmm. That's the Grover, one who's, like, could go either way, right? Yeah, could Grover's be a, a monster on Sesame okay. Street. Yeah, you, you might be thinking of Gonzo, because oh, okay, he's maybe. also yeah, blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. confusing the two. Okay. How could you? Yeah, so... I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Sesame Street was not created by Jim Henson. I, that is a common belief that I held before mm-hmm. looking this up. <laughs> I thought here. he was a big part of the creation, but he was not. It was created by two people known as Joan Cooney and Lloyd Morissette. Lloyd being the uh, CEO of Carnegie... Basically... The Carnegie Corporation. C- Carnegie Corporation, mm. thank you. Obviously, that's a big company that had lots of money, so it was a big... Easily able to push a show like this and make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Their goal was to use the addictive nature of television and ch- teach children with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, use it for in a positive way. And uh, initially, Jim Henson did not want to be part of it. He didn't want his creations to be on a children's show, which we we have our own theories about maybe why he didn't want to do that. Um, I, I think maybe he just didn't want his Muppets to be thought of as something for children and not right. for adults. I, I, yeah, that crossover is kind of dangerous territory where 
you know, the the Muppets like Kermit and Fozzie and those those characters aren't necessarily for kids. I mean, they're they're friendly and nice to look at, but they they'll make some more adult jokes and stuff like that and be yeah. in more adult situations. Yeah, they're really accessible to like everybody. And I think and when you think about this time period and it's still kind of true today, some adults, many adults, when they see that something is geared toward children, they won't watch it because mm-hmm. they, you know, they kind of assume, well, it'll probably be dumbed down. It's going to be, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to lose interest in it. I don't want to, you know. And so mm-hmm. maybe he didn't want that brand on yeah. the Muppets. So because he wanted to have a Broadway show with the Muppets. He wanted, he ne- eventually had a TV show with the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think he didn't want people to think, yeah. you know, this is not going to be something he, for adults. He didn't want them typecast. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think um, one of the one of the big reasons why they've avoided that is Sesame Street's characters are so specifically designed for something like Sesame Street. They are all of them are covered in fur. They all a good amount of them have like a big colored nose. That's a that's a very Muppet thing, but it's like exaggerated even further (laughs) and then like big bird is unlike any other muppet that kind of stuff so being able to differentiate the characters so much i think really helped yeah i think uh you know he agreed to do it eventually just because he did it for the kids you know right he Mm -hmm. he liked the goal of using them to help kids and Mm -hmm. he could see he could see the benefits of the show and it's really good that he did that absolutely they were able to figure out what kind of what in what ways they could shoot the show and write the show so that children could actually learn the basic fundamentals of reading and numbers it was a groundbreaking show and that's probably why it's lasted for so long i didn't really watch it very much when i was a kid but i still feel incredibly sentimental about it mm-hmm. and right. I, <laughs> so it was like around and i just it was like a staple it was just always there and so Fairly recently, we saw a video that um, somebody did on YouTube where they had the characters of Sesame Street do a um, that Google search bar challenge. They had to, f- you know, oh answer God. answer the top questions that yeah, people searched. Them. The most searched, yeah. Yeah, and it's incredibly charming and really good video. It's so sweet. Um, yeah, like you said, you kind of feel sentimental with the characters. You have they all have a place in your heart, even if you didn't watch the show. Like <laughs> yeah. there, there's a character in that video who's like a little fairy character. She had she'd been introduced long yeah. after any of us would have watched it. I, I wish yeah. I could remember her name, but even so, she fit right in. You know, she felt like somebody from Sesame Street, and, and immediately, I you know, I liked the character right away. Yeah, they're really they're really smart about yeah. who they introduce and the changing the yeah. characters, updating the themes of the show, teaching kids about topical stuff. You know, they I mean they've evolved and because they were able to do that, they've been able to stick around. Right. And kids still want to watch them. They're not scary, they're not weird. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you look at some old pictures of what Big Bird used to look like, <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Yeah. I always I always liked Big Bird. There was the Sesame Street movies were always funny. There's one that has the Grouch Anthem in the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen, look up the Grouch Anthem, everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. They sang that before the movie. Mm-hmm. I always loved Oscar and Cookie Monster and Snuffleupagus. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know. Elmo got his own show eventually. Yeah, Elmo oh, is yeah. so popular right yeah. now with kids. Yeah. Oh, man. He's a, you, there's an app where you can like... Have Elmo call your child Whoa. Oh and like say gosh. goodnight and stuff. That's yeah. pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal right now. And I just know because I know some women that have young children. Yeah, the they they're like, now. no, Elmo is huge. <laughs> he's a he's still a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we could probably just move on to the next show. Toss yeah. it on. I mean, if you don't <laughs> if you don't know about Sesame Street, you, you have to live under a rock. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't. We're not saying you have to watch it, but like everybody knows Sesame Street, right? It's been around for 50 years. Yeah. So our next one was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh So I'm sure a lot of people also remember this show. Did you guys watch this show? I did. A little bit, yeah. Not Mm -hmm. too, too much. I I was much more partial to animated stuff, just like I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, And... people in costumes like like Barney or or 
uh, Sesame Street, you know. But even then, a little bit, I would still watch Mr. Rogers because that's another one that's like, it was on all the time. It was very popular. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it, I feel like, quite a bit. I it, As a kid, I always felt like my goal as an adult was to have like a sweat, like multiple sweaters to change into <laughs> and shoes. Like, so that way when I came yeah. home, I could take off my work sweater, take off my work shoes, put on my nice home sweater, <laughs> put on my nice I'll home tell you shoes. what, I'm married to somebody like that. <laughs> um, but the problem is that he doesn't like fold his sweater and put it in the closet. <laughs> so I just end up washing twice as many clothes. <laughs> I just, I just want to say that that's also a problem you a run problem? into okay. if you're not as neat as Mr. Rogers. Oops. Okay. Though so I, though I was, I always, I that was one of my favorite, my favorite parts of the show mm-hmm. were watching him come in the door and like change his shoes mm-hmm. and change his sweater. There was something so peaceful about it. Yeah. And he, he just seemed like such a real person. Yeah. He was always, he was always asking like, you know, like how are you doing? Kind of like keeping it calm and like yeah, oh today yeah. is another great day we're gonna do this and whatever kind of introducing I loved, the show i love that he did the same thing every day mm-hmm. i i really liked that about him and i liked the trolley that was my favorite part too yeah it felt so personal it felt like he's talking to you mm-hmm. like just you like hey you know let's talk like how are yeah. you what's going on here's go- what's going on with me Here's this cool video about how this thing is made. Let's get the mail from Mr. McFeely. Oh, my God. How things were made. Yeah, I loved that. That was so fascinating, like, watching shoes being made and the way, Mm -hmm. like, the leather conforms. and Right. And it's it's interesting you mentioned that because it's that kind of mentality or that kind of style has really has caught on a lot more in children's shows since then. You know, like popularized by shows like Dora, where they talk to the kids and they like pause and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you see it? That's right. You know, know, and Mr. Rogers kind of started that. Yeah, it's weird because I remember watching Mr. Rogers and then later Dora when I was older. And I thought it was so corny when Dora did it. Yeah. Like when when he did it, it was like, you know, oh, yeah, you know. But like when she did it, it was so like... It was like she paused too long. I think that's yeah, what I it might have been. That, yeah. That's part Partially of it. Partially the pauses. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I actually watched it when I was a little bit older, too. Mm-hmm. I was a little outside of the of the demographic for it. But I was I was a fan of him. He just seemed so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when he died, that was very sad. Yeah, yeah it was very I, sad. Actually, the day, the anniversary of when his show aired, in February, mm-hmm. I actually I actually happened to be listening. Uh, to, I was listening in my car. I was driving home from a doctor's appointment or something, and I happened to stumble upon the NPR story they were doing about about him because it was the Aww. anniversary. And I so I, I just I like flip on the radio and I hear his voice, and it was like whoa whoa, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> oh they gosh. were playing an old interview with him. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was very influential. And in Ohio, we have a. Uh, kids science museum called COSI. They have a they have a children's area where if the kids are too young to go around and play with all the other things in the museum, you can put them in this like daycare. And it is named after Mr. Rogers and it has a lot of different um, features from his neighborhood and Aww. everything, that which fi- is really sweet. That finally clicked. I didn't even... Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, because I remember when that came out, and I was like, "That yeah, is so awesome." Because there's another there's another exhibit in in that museum um, based on TV and broadcasting, and it's called yeah. it's the PBS Room. Um, so his show ran for about thirty three years, and it was really important because he made sure that. Uh, he hired people that had expertise in child development and that the programming was catered specifically to teaching children. This is, I mean, it, it, he was already a childhood, uh, childhood, sorry. He was already a household name uh, very quickly after mm-hmm. the show came out. And mm-hmm. in his character, Daniel the Lion, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. I think so. Tiger? Daniel the Tiger? Tiger maybe? Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Daniel the Tiger. Tiger. He actually... That character still has a TV show that's airing today. It's animated, mm-hmm. so that, that's that's and that's really popular mm-hmm. too I, with toddlers right now. Oh, yeah. I so he's still. That. I mean, there's still new content coming out that you know he touched that he you know 
he was a big part of. So that obviously that's a great show to talk about. And maybe we'll talk about that show again when the new Mr. Rogers movie comes yeah. out. There was a uh, yes. there was a documentary that came out earlier and now they're gonna do a Tom Hanks biopic. So awesome. the next ones on our list are not in any really particular order. I think we just some that we wanted to talk about a little bit. One is Shining Time Station. Shining Time Station. Yeah. Adam, you wanna take this Woo-hoo! one over for a bit? Um you may be familiar familiar with a certain character called Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, yes, you yes. You've heard of him? I think I'm so. I'm sure you have. This show started out in the UK as Thomas and Friends, and um, shortly thereafter came to the United States under the name of Shining Time Station. It was kind of a mixture of both the original show and some new stuff, where there was live action mixed in with the, with the like I guess pseudo stop motion, the the train segments, where the you know it all took place in the station, Shining Time Station. Where uh, and then George Carlin, the voice of the um, the narrator, the right? Mr. Conductor, yeah, is okay. his name, um, would tell you know things would happen in the station. Characters would pop in and out. Sometimes there were other celebrities, um, but then would tell a story of what happened with Thomas and his friends. And then it would cut to you know, yeah, the the, the show that aired in the UK. I I don't know how, but I like totally missed the train. For Thomas the Tank Engine. I don't know what happened. I just never saw it. It never appeared to me. Well, I I just... It's weird because, uh, you know, every kid that I know watches it. Hmm. Like, young children watch, like, some form of it on VHS tapes or DVDs. Or I've seen, you know, like, my Mm -hmm. nieces watch it. Other kids I've babysat watch it. And I think part of the reason for that might be because of the time it was on. It ended before we were born. Like the the well, show that is you, Shining Time well, Station. Well, maybe before you. Well, <laughs> yeah. before no, you ended were born. In, it ended in eighty nine. I thought it ended in ninety three. Oh well, oops. Never mind. <laughs> My mistake. But I, either way, it ended before any of us would really remember it or know have what the hell was it. going on. Yeah. Right? I just I love that. And they, but they uh, when I was reading about though reruns still aired very frequently right. on oh, yeah. PBS until nineteen ninety eight. True. But because it wasn't like a show that was currently being pushed or made, I think mm-hmm. that might have had something Promoted, to do with it. Yeah. For me in particular, the reason why I ended up watching it a lot, and I have, I still have lots of Thomas the Tank toys, is because of my grandfather. I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know why it became that. He, I had a little engineer's cap, and I had lots mm-hmm. of train stuff. And Thomas the Tank ended up being one of those things, and it just stuck with me. You know, I had a, a wooden train whistle. I wish I could find that thing, oh. Dagnabbit. And all of these um, Brio train sets, you know, the ones that are made of wood. And they're fantastic. I still I could name you a, a bunch of the characters from the show. I won't do that right now. But, um, <laughs> but, it, but it had a big influence on me. And it had a lot of, you know, good messages like a lot of these PBS shows did where um, – it was about helping those in need or, or you know, sometimes they'd have, mm-hmm. like, angry, not very friendly trains on the show. But then by the end of the episode, they had been like, oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, my nieces lessons. know all their names. They have the Band-Aids. And so, like, nice. I'll, you know, they'll ask for a Band-Aid and I'll get one out. And they go, no, no, I want so-and-so. Like, I have to find a Band-Aid with a... Percy. Yeah, oh, with, a, per- yeah. with a very particular color train. <laughs> A.K.A. the best character in the whole show. Which one? Which color is Percy? Percy is number six, and he's green. Oh, yeah. I thought they he was like, green. Yeah, they yes. like him. Yeah, they like the green he's, one. He's Thomas's best friend. Ah. Of course. I, I watched it probably because my brothers liked it. So I would just kind of watch it with them. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It w- probably wasn't my favorite, but I did enjoy it. I think a lot of people, uh, at least maybe now, it's not as noticeable because they've. N- it's now animated. It's back to the name Thomas and Friends, and it's now fully animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the trains, none of the oh. none of the live action station stuff. But back when it was Shining Time Station, um, like I said, it was like a pseudo stop motion where some of the trains would move, but. Every time the character's face changed, they'd cut away and then cut back. 
mm. and the face would be different. Mm-hmm. And it was yes. just frozen faces on I, the trains. And some people might be turned off I think by I that saw style. some of those versions. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that version before. Yeah. And I actually really liked I really liked watching it with them. Same. It's mm-hmm. super cute. Mm-hmm. That was a cute show. Yeah. Um I don't I guess some people just aren't a fan of the faces on the trains like that because unlike like take Pixar's cars for example where the face and the eyes are kind of melded into the shape of the car you know the eyes of the windshield and stuff like that right whereas with Shining Time Station the faces were just kind of pasted on the front of it they were funny looking I thought they were pretty funny looking (laughs) but they they still got the job done yeah Mm -hmm. he's a very useful engine (laughs) well that's great so I guess the next one on our list is a big one I already mentioned it sorry guys <laughs> what probably one of my favorite? It's one of Marcy's it's favorites. It's one of mine too. Is it one of your favorites too, Adam? Which one are it's you going to talk about? Arthur. Uh, yes, I would say so. Yes, <laughs> Arthur is one of the most was one of the most successful uh, animated yeah. shows. That's I be, Is it still running today? Yeah, it's yeah, still I running. So yeah, still running it's, today. It's incredibly successful, and I love I love it. I'll even watch the new ones and I, you know, this still holds up. I still like the new ones. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I mean, I don't run home and try to catch it at 4 (laughs) p.m. like I used to. But (laughs) I still, if it's on or if I see it anywhere, I still watch it. You know, they still introduce new people every once in a while. And there are some really strong Mm -hmm. concepts, some intense stuff. Mrs. McGrady gets cancer at some point. There's like a, remember that episode they aired for 9-11? I do not actually. Where it's where there's a fire. Uh, Arthur's dad, Arthur's dad is cooking. He's gonna bake for the school, and oh, there's a fire yeah. in the school, and Arthur thinks his dad didn't make it out. Okay, oh, it's, that's oh right. It's a that tough was, episode. I didn't realize that that was. Um, well, he done. it's very short. You know, his he like thinks it's you know he thinks yeah. that, but then he sees his dad get carried that, out by the yeah. fire, and but then the janitor like broke his leg trying to help people, and they went deep. They went yeah. deep. And they had a lot of famous people come on, too. Like, I believe yes. Yo-Yo Ma was on there. Michelle Kwan. Uh, Michelle Kwan. Yeah, there were so many great people that Matt came Damon, on. Matt Damon, I think, was on the show a couple what? times. Yeah, I, I yeah. remember that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they and they had, like, they have parodies of pretty much anything. Like the Harry mm-hmm. Screever. Yes. Or the Henry Screever books versus Harry Potter. Yep. And uh, so it's very accessible to like parents, too, I think, which is so great about it. And us now, even as adults, I think if we, you know, have kids and everything and watch it with them. I will say when I was a kid, it made me think that chicken pox was going to be so much greater than it actually was. I wanted a crazy straw man. And I wanted (laughs) it seemed like it was going to be kind of fun. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Grandma to come over. I did not live close to my grandparents, unfortunately. So they they couldn't really come and take care of me when I was sick with the chicken pox. But my other favorite episode, I will have to say, is the one where they parodied Bond, where they were taping a like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were they were they came up with this concept and we're making this little movie and everything and they're in the library and brain is at the computer library computer and he's like a one or a two a one or a two <laughs> and he i forget which one he presses but the one he pushes ends up putting the whole lights out for the entire library and it was so funny as a kid yeah i I liked the one where they sing. Isn't there the there one where they sing a lot? It's like they've got this jekyll, jekyll, hide, jekyll, hide, hide, oh, jekyll. Yes. And the having fun, fun isn't hard when you've got, got a, a library, library card. card. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the ones where they sing. <laughs> this this was our childhood, you guys. <laughs> it, uh, you could find it on pbskids.org, dot org, and mm-hmm. uh, there would be there like you could click on the music videos. Did you ask your parent? For- first i always did because we didn't have internet in my house <laughs> so we had, to go, <laughs> we had to go to the library and then when we did get internet it was dial up so yes again we, still we had to ask <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh my gosh i there were i had a lot of favorite episodes of arthur too mm-hmm. and i always loved to me like a perfect afternoon when i was a kid i liked it when it was like kind of stormy outside Ooh, yeah. like raining and i like come home from school and i'd like cuddle up in a blanket and watch arthur at 4 p.m and it was like <sighs> 
perfect. Oh man, and those days where the bus like either had to take a different route or like there were extra people that had to drop off or some garbage. Yeah. Ugh, and you didn't catch the shows you wanted to. I remember one time my mom took made us go to the thrift store after school and oh, no. there was a TV display. You, they used to have TVs and they'd have yeah. them all plugged in and so we'd oh, actually right, watch right. Arthur on the TV display. Nice. <laughs> Cheated the system. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, um, I guess we should talk about the show itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it actually premiered in 1996 and, of course, was based on the children's books by Mark Brown. Mm-hmm. And since the premiere, the series has been accessible to viewers who are deaf, actually. And it made history in 1997 as the first daily program to be described for people who were blind or visually impaired. So it's very accessible to a lot of different kids. That is pretty cool. Do you remember the episode when Prunella meets a friend who's blind? Yes. Um, and and she, yeah, like the, she has learns Braille or whatever. Yes, because I believe that was also linked in with the Henry Screever yeah. as well, because they both wanted to read Henry Screever. And, yep. Yeah. Um, so in 2002, TV Guide ranked it 26th on the list of 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time. So, nice. Yeah, not bad. Good job, Arthur. I know. That's pretty good for At least you made it on the list. Yeah, that's pretty good for a, um, like a free (laughs) show, you know? Yeah. That you would think that they don't put a lot of effort into something that would be free, but completely not true. In In a lot of these shows' cases, really. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it it also won the Peabody Award, and it also won three daytime Emmys for Outstanding Children's Animated Program. Nice. So no wonder we loved it so much. Right. It's about 23 years old now. Mm -hmm. And it was so successful, it even had a spinoff show with Buster. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that very much. Postcards from Buster. Yes, Postcards from Buster. Yeah. Which I actually did watch that, too. Yeah, it would be nice. on, like, right after Arthur. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, yeah, that says a lot about a show when they can successfully spin off a character like that. All right, I guess we should move on yeah. to another show yeah. that Marcy has always been a really big fan of. I, I always liked the show. It was short-lived, apparently, only. Um, it was 1995 to 1997, and it is Wishbone. Woohoo! Yeah, that lovable little Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, he's so cute. If Look anybody at him. remembers him, like I do, always putting these little outfits and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if anybody else is really familiar with this show, but it was about this little dog, this Jack Russell Terrier named Wishbone, that would imagine himself in these old stories these classic tales so like um let's see the prince and the pauper yes prince and the pauper thank you legend of sleepy Uh, hollow rip van winkle robin um yeah exactly so yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm remembering episodes as we go i know right what else do they just keep coming back i remember the prince and the pauper one like very clearly for some reason because he had to sign the paper with his paw print Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also Prince remember. Prince and the Pop. Oh, I was going to say it. You beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> and Don Quixote. Yeah. I remember that one, too. Oh, the yeah. The big windmills. Mm-hmm. The, they, mm-hmm. Oh, that was awesome, too. Hercules. Remember there was a Hercules episode? Yeah. 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 And I think what was awesome about this show is that as a kid, you don't read. Like, these are, like, readings that are more, like, adults would read or teenagers would read in school things that you're not going to be too familiar with unless your parents told you about them and it just puts this dog this lovable dog that you get to watch on this adventure so you get to learn about that story without even like Mm -hmm. you know realizing it really you're like oh yeah don quixote yeah (laughs) yeah it doesn't it doesn't rely on telling you about it so much i mean it just puts wishbone in the place of a character and then plays it out and you get to watch the story basically um which at least for me um and i imagine for a lot of kids would be a lot easier to comprehend mm-hmm. yeah yeah so wishbone's a good one yeah and we is. we're just naming some that we looked into um just for this episode that there are so many mm-hmm. there's so many there of these. really were and yeah there's a bunch we're probably just gonna have to just mention yeah, yeah, just kind of gloss over, unfortunately. Uh, here's one that I watched 
you know, I'd, yeah. I'd come home from school. It was at the end of the hour. It was right before the news. <clears throat> it was called Zoom. Ooh. People probably remember Zoom, right? Yeah. Come I on in, do. Zoom, come on. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> Zoom. and I didn't know this. It's a remake of a 1970s show with the same name. Yeah. No, I did learned not... something new. Yeah. I learned that too. No idea. Yeah, it aired for six years, apparently 1999 to 2005. And it featured like preteens and kids and they performed skits and activities and, and you could write into the show and they would they would read your recipes out loud. They would do your recipes. Remember there was this one banana peanut butter. Yeah. Right. It was my oh gosh, favorite. I yes. made that so many times after school after that episode. Yeah. It was like this little snack you could make because you didn't have to use an oven or a microwave or anything. Mm-hmm. That was why we why we made it, probably. That's why probably. I made it. Same yeah, here. you didn't have to ask your parents to, to mess with the oven or anything. Yeah, and I remember, too, just like the cup game. We did the cup game on Zoom. Oh, yeah. Clap, mm-hmm. clap, bubble gum, right? Yes. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> well before Pitch Perfect. I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's been a thing for a long time. <laughs> But they uh, encouraged kids to turn off the TV and do it, you know, especially mm-hmm. because the news is about to come on. So <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think this I'm pretty sure this was Zoom. But do you remember them saying a lot that the, that you should take showers instead of baths? Uh, yeah, that was like a specific oh. episode. OK, yeah. okay. maybe Zoom. I've seen that a few times. I then. think about that a lot. It's weird how like those maybe kind of things stick with you. that's why I only do showers. Yeah, they baths. said because it they. They were like reading fun facts or whatever mm. sent in by kids, and one of them was that you waste more water taking a bath than you do with a shower. That's mm. right. Yeah, and it's weird how that kind of stuff sticks with you. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm like way older now, and I'm still. I still think about that. I thought about the other day when I took a shower. I was yeah. like, man, I used a lot of water, but it's a good thing I didn't take a bath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Provided you don't take like a half an hour <laughs> right. shower. <laughs> provided um so i watched him with my older sister rachel a lot and i watched with my younger sister becky too but um this was like it was something that kind of older kids watched it was like as the hour went on and i i remember like there were all so it was like made up of like seven different kids and stuff and there was one that i i was like i see myself in her i'm like she's blonde and has glasses <laughs> it's like me i could be i could be on a show like that yep it gave you hope. Gave me hope, yeah. Oh, well, at least one day you got to be on a podcast. That's instead, true. Talking about the show. <laughs> so the next one on our list is Zabuma Food. Yeah. Woo. Probably one of my favorites for sure. I It's just so much easier for me to learn about stuff I like that. I, I still watch Discovery Channel stuff like Planet Earth. And I just got finished watching a show on Netflix, The 72 Cutest Animals. <laughs> That was pretty great. But, <laughs> like, you know, th- those kind of shows really appeal to me. And um, Zabumafu was a, a great a great show because it taught about animals and nature and stuff like that while still, uh, you know, as does all these PBS shows where they, they appeal really well to kids, especially with the character Zabumafu being a puppet lemur. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was an American-Canadian TV show from 1999-2001. Yeah. And it had a total of 65 episodes. It was created by the Krat Brothers, who later on had their own show. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Didn't they? That is Just... animated now. It's called uh, The Wild Krats. The Wild Krats. That's yeah. a good name for their show. Good job, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. It's probably because <laughs> they got older and yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to be yeah. seen. Didn't want to be seen. Or at least the people thought, oh, you're I remember showing the, wrinkles. Do you guys remember going to the closet? They would sing that yes. song every time. I, we're going to, to the, the closet. closet. We're going, going on, on a trip. trip. And then every we're time. We're going they, on a cool adventure. Yeah. Every time they did it, stuff just poured out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oops. I swear it was the same clip every single time. Yeah, I think so right. too. Yeah. But my one of my favorite segments that they would do was when. Uh, Zabumafu would take you to Zabu Land. Yes, the little claymated. And it was oh, claymated. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much because they ha- it made no sense. <laughs> Zabumafu was the only recognizable character in there, and the rest of them were like just yeah, whatever the heck yeah. made of clay, you know? Yeah, um, not even really exactly recognizable. Yeah. Like but animals. one thing, one thing that has stuck with me so much is the berries that they would eat. Yes, it's it just burned into my mind right. because the way they would like squish them or the way they would eat them, 
is just so satisfying looking in this claymation style, and I just, it's just burned into my mind. I remember too. Um, they would kind of they would kind of show you stuff about oh well in this part of the world people do this or in that part of the world. I remember because they did a folk uh, like a thing once on somebody who uh, <laughs> they said they washed their floor with like animal dung. <laughs> and I can't, I don't remember who it was or if that was even what I saw, but that's what I thought <laughs> as a kid. And I went to the kitchen and I told my mom, <laughs> I was like, hey, mom, cool new idea. <laughs> Watch this. Super sanitary. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a fan of it. And also, they told you, you know, you shouldn't squish ants. You should answer your friends. You should help them out. You know, and mm-hmm. I told her that too. She also was not a fan of that theory. It's it's hard to say that when they get in your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if they're outside, then that's fine. Yeah, that's their domain. This is my domain. <laughs> right. That's what, That was exactly her stance. When we did research for this episode, I was really surprised to see that one be such a short-lived show as well. Same thing with Wishbone. Like, yeah. Like, they, they were, it was such an influence on me. Like, I watched it pretty regularly Shoot, I might go home and stream it tonight. Like I want to, I want to watch it again. All but sixty-five episodes. Yeah. yeah, it was such an influence. I it was like, oh man, this show has this show goes on forever. You know, I I'm always watching it, but it was only on for that that short time. It's and really surprising. Yeah. It's probably too that we probably watched like reruns a lot and didn't really think about it. It's true. Oh, That's yeah. probably yeah. why we remember specific things. Yeah, so much more. Mm-hmm. So we got a few more on this list that we didn't really research as much, but we do have a lot of thoughts on. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Bob Ross. Yes. Love it, love it, love, love it, love it. it. Often when I was sick, home at school, or home from school, <laughs> sick. <laughs> I know, guys. Come on. Um, it's nice that you felt at home when you were at school. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. Gross. Um. I would watch Bob Ross just because it was so peaceful and, you know, the happy little trees that everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. It, it was, and, and me being a kid that loved art and I liked to draw and I liked exploring all these different things, it, oh, it was perfect. And it's so much fun to watch somebody do something that they love so much. Right. Nobody loves anything more than Bob Ross loves painting. Like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And he's so incredibly talented. Yeah. It, the shows, these are on Netflix right now if you want to watch them. Amazing. He was compared a lot to Mr. Rogers when the show yeah. came out. That was uh, what I was reading. Was that like in the early 80s when he kind of started doing his thing, people were like, you know, this is a lot like Mr. Rogers. A calm voice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he kind of gives you that hope. Like, oh, anybody, mm-hmm. anybody can paint, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's, oh, we don't we, make mistakes. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is why a lot of professional painters and stuff did not like him because they didn't want everybody to think that they could all paint. <laughs> but after after watching it, like I wanted to try. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Shoot, I still want to. Yeah. you know, watch and like paint along because he they they put the um the the paint color names at the bottom mm-hmm. and like oh you can buy this kit that has all that stuff in Cadmium it blue. <laughs> titanium white yes and titanium <laughs> white um but it really made me want to try you know they every once in a while there'd be segments of him like oh yeah i went to this mm-hmm. town and people came to visit and showed me their paintings and it's amazing i really really want to try to paint along mm-hmm. with him it's it's really really cool a while ago, I had heard that he was actually in the military, and in the military, he had to yell at people a lot. Mm-hmm. And when he came back from that, he had resolved to never yell at anybody ever yeah. again. And Aww. that's partly why his show is so calm, and he talks that way, wow. because he had made a resolution not to ever I hate, yell again. I hate yelling at people. There's a show on here that aired a little later we were a little older when it aired it was called between the lions Mm -hmm. and this is a really special show because and i was watching an in-depth video about it a while ago okay and they said basically the idea of this show was to take what you learn on sesame street and apply it in show form so on sesame street you're learning the letters and the sounds 
and the numbers. Mm-hmm. And then I'm between the lines. You're learning how to actually put them into words and you're learning how, you know, so the show was really, really focused on teaching kids how to read. Mm-hmm. And it was a really ambitious show. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it cost a lot of money to produce. But it was incredibly effective. People, the literacy rates actually went up because of this show, which is... That's, that's amazing. It's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, that's really, it's really cool. It ran for a good amount of time, mm-hmm. because, despite the fact that it was so expensive. Because, you know, you have these, the lions on the show... Yeah. They were puppets, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you had like these um, these big kind of animatronic things, and yeah. all these segments, and yeah, all the set pieces were really elaborate, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the 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 puppets themselves seemed like fairly advanced for for what yeah. they were. You know, mm-hmm. they had the hand talking and stuff, but their tails would whip around and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They were almost fully built. So yeah, I can imagine that that didn't that didn't go cheap. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought that show was was really interesting. Yeah. And it was really cool that you can actually see, it's really nice when you can actually see an improvement, when you actually have numbers telling you that something is actually working. (laughs) Isn't that nice, guys? We know that's nice, right? That is very nice. (laughs) Leave us a review on iTunes. (laughs) It's always always nice to get, you know, the actual proof. It really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to mention that show. Uh, Clifford. Clifford. Yeah, the big red dog. We mentioned, mentioned him. him earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, that And he also had a spinoff show as well where they went back and looked at his like early years when his he was a puppy. His puppy days or yeah, whatever. Because yeah, because at that time, that was after, um, I can't remember who. John Ritter. John Ritter had passed away. So I think they felt that they had to move in a different direction. So they um, decided but to do the puppy. At least from my experience, this is one of the shows that I've noticed had a very successful book series or or book continuation along with the show you know um i know a lot of these uh, uh like arthur for example came mm-hmm. from a book and then did the show and i'm sure there are still arthur books out there but um at least from my experience i would s- continue to read clifford books at the same time that the show was happening you know that's mm-hmm. uh, for me personally that's not very i didn't do that a lot i didn't yeah. read very often but but I do remember, um, I do remember very specifically reading Clifford books. So, um, yeah. yeah, I I liked Clifford. I mean, I yeah. love Clifford, the big yeah. red dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how could you not? He's a big red dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to watch it, but it, it it was this was another one that I just in my head it feels to me like it was like I was a little older maybe when I mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. But my younger sister Becky watched it a lot, so I watched it with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a really interesting relationship when it came to TV because I was a little bit older than she was, so I still kind of watched the younger stuff. Um, like, I watched Blue's mm-hmm. Clues a lot longer than I <laughs> would have, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Teletubbies and yeah. stuff like that, possibly. Um you know, just because he made exactly. it past the he made yeah. it past the Steve era. Yeah, right? yeah I I did. Yeah. I remember one time I had my first job, and I was not totally ready to have a job yet. <clears throat> <laughs> and I came home, and I was so tired from my long day, long rigorous day of school. And uh, I changed into my work uniform, and I saw Becky sitting on the floor watching Arthur on the TV, and she had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it was cut in triangles. And I was like, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I have to go to work. (laughs) You just get to be here. (laughs) I didn't ask for this. Yeah. She loves that story. She was just like it was just a picture of innocence, and I yeah. I wanted to cry because I was yeah. like I I want to I don't want to I don't want to go work I, <laughs> I want to do that I want to exactly. do what she's doing. <laughs> We've got the Berenstein Bears. Yes, this was yeah. a show that was on during the day. I think mm-hmm. I think it was. Too. I remember watching it in the summertime. Yeah, me too. It wasn't really during the school year. I don't think I remember watching this. Yeah, it was kind of a special treat. I remember mostly just like the the videotapes mm-hmm. of the Berenstein Bears. I think I don't I don't know if I don't know if it had anything to do with PBS, but they did have the uh, bear like the big box videotapes, mm. and we had one that was a Christmas and Thanksgiving special. Another one on here that I don't know if you guys watched a lot. Reading Rainbow. Every once in a while, not a lot, but yeah, every once in a while. 
I sure as heck remember the uh, intro theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't much of a, a reading kid, uh, but it still held my attention sometimes. You know, there'd be days where, you know, I was, oh, I saw this episode of whatever's on Nickelodeon already. I don't really want to watch that. And I'd flip over to PBS and, and reading Rainbow would be on and be like, well, that's fine. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't, you know, trying yeah. to find it or, or anything like that. But I only watched, it was something I watched very rarely. So I don't even really remember what he did in it or how how yeah. how the episode played out much it, i just remember yeah the rainbow in the beginning <laughs> and the in my mind yeah it was it was kind of like a mr rogers kind of show to yeah. me it mm-hmm. was like you um it wasn't like you know really fast paced or anything it Mm-mm. was pretty like calming it was something you could put on and just kind of watch and you know it's like oh this is nice he was like a really nice guy oh, yeah. Yeah. just take yeah, no. a look in, in the book, book. yeah, reading uh, rainbow. There it is, <laughs> Adam. We're so proud nice of job. you. Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, another one on this list is one that <laughs> it's really weird. We all watched it. Yes, I know. Yes, Barney. We did. And yeah. Marcy and I watched it well into kindergarten. Yes, we did. Close to first grade, and yet, we, and, which you would think would still be fine. Yeah, but we got made fun like of bullied for it for liking barney yeah we had to pretend we didn't like it mm-hmm. yeah we had to be like no no i hate barney i love pokemon <laughs> <laughs> even to my siblings i would get made fun of from my yeah. siblings for it i know i got made fun of i had to i remember one year for lent i gave up barney Aww. because i was trying to get myself to not like barney Aww. anymore yeah we were yeah you were like made fun of for yeah. liking barney which is crazy and it's crazy because both uh robin and i had little barney plushies too yep. which was yeah I'm i had, sure one, I had one somewhere i had a little plushie that was nice and soft and uh-huh. then i had a big one that was like hard because it had it like talked yeah and then i had barney's first movie on vhs my grandma gave yeah. that to me yeah is that the one where he's on stage for the beginning, or is that something else? I don't know if he's yeah. on the stage there, the one. There is a VHS of Barney where it starts out with him on stage in front of, like, a real audience. Oh. Like, there was a Barney live show, apparently, and then and then it cut to, you know, the rest of They're the movie. Regular. But oh. but huh. I vividly remember that. Plus, yeah. that was what the kid was watching in Jurassic Park 3. Do you yeah. guys remember that? Yes, I do remember that. He was watching that one where it, it was, was Barney very funny. on stage. <laughs> yeah, she, the kids watching Barney in this movie As about the, dinosaurs. And oh, it was very funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. It was great. <laughs> I yeah, we definitely we were made fun of, which is weird. I think when weird. I think about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's probably why we're better people. We <laughs> know how shame. to share. Yeah. We we know how to pick things up. I love you. Mm-hmm. You yes, love me. Exactly. I don't know if it was a movie or an episode, but there was one where they went to outer space. And they were in a spaceship. And yep, they, Barney they, in space is yeah, a thing. Yeah, they, and they had somebody from NASA come and talk about space, and it was actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, question for you guys, though. I'm really trying hard. Barney, um, obviously the main character, and then the green one is Baby Bop. Mm-hmm. What's the yellow character's I name? I can't remember. I don't oh, remember his I, name. I was hoping you were going to ask about Baby Bop, because I yeah, remember Baby Bop. No, <laughs> I, yeah, so do I. Yeah. It, it, he Spike? was... Spike? I don't know. That sounds right. Because, I mean, the way was, that his, like... Yeah. He was Spike Baby was Bop's def- older brother. Um, yeah. Um, And he had a backwards hat on. I picture him. I know exactly what he looks like. He's a protoceratops. <laughs> and oh, my he- See, Listen to this guy, man. <laughs> it's you a know? protoceratops. Oh, what's his name? BJ? No. BJ, that's BJ. it. BJ. BJ. Who is actually uh, played by a woman. Oh, well, Patty works. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. That's so, cool. Yeah. There you go. That's. That, I mean, a lot of women voice voice like young boy characters. Mm-hmm. It's it's a common thing. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. That's the that's the one. There you go. All right. Oh Spike boy. Spike is from um, My Little the Pony. The Land Before Time. Oh, and My Little Pony. Oh, is there a Spike there character in that? I didn't. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, another one I wanted to mention briefly was the puzzle place. Do you guys remember that at I all? I do not at all. Rings a bell. It's weird. Except for you have a doll, and that's it's it. It's so weird. If I didn't have a doll from that show, I would not remember it at all. <laughs> like, and I, I have no idea, like, 
I must have liked the show enough to ask my mom for the doll because mm-hmm. I remember getting the doll mm-hmm. and I remember asking for it because we went. She would take me shopping. She was super smart. She take she would just take me through the store and make notes of like what I said I liked. And then mm-hmm. she'd go back later and buy some and of buy it. it. That was like how she That's did birthdays. Sweet. Yeah. And I, it was crazy because I remember like, uh, you know, I wanted that yeah. doll and her being like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And she got it for me and I still have it. <laughs> and the only reason I know about the puzzle plays is because it says it on the tag. So I know I watched the show and I kind of remember watching it. Yeah. I remember the intro, but that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else. I just want to know if you guys remembered it. No. Anybody listening, if you remember the puzzle place, <laughs> like, let me know. <laughs> tweet, tweet at Please. us and let I us know. I know it was real because I have the doll's proof. Exactly. <laughs> and it's interesting because doing this research, we came across an article from 1995 <coughs> wherein they were talking about this big upcoming show that they were really excited about, and it was the puzzle place. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was real. So it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a really interesting article, too. Where yeah, They, they it thought was. that Nickelodeon might replace PBS, and... Yeah. Yep. Good thing it didn't. It did not. Yeah. 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 I watched them both, so... Yeah, they're both great, <laughs> <Suck> but, it. <laughs> but it would have been a whole different world without PBS. Oh, my gosh, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's hope for many more years of PBS and yes. let's and PBS kids and PBS kids and let's you know let's thank all of the people who've given to PBS kids and yes right guys mm-hmm. yep from contributions Should like s- from viewers like you exactly thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh we didn't talk about Cyber Chase uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about Cyber Chase we're moving we're beating Hacker at his game I mean I mean we can a little bit um, one one of the reasons why I like Cyber Chase so much. One, animation, love it. And secondly, um, math is terrible. (laughs) I really am, I'm very bad at it. But Cyber Chase was able to make math interesting. And that's very difficult, (laughs) you know. So uh, that's a big plus for that show. I always, yeah, we were a little older and I I liked Mm -hmm. it. It felt like it was kind of for like kids that were a little yeah. bit older mm-hmm. and i i liked that and i liked christopher lloyd yeah <laughs> i was so surprised years ago when i found out that it was his voice it was yeah. like, oh that's so cool listening back to it now though it's like obvious yeah you know? uh yeah i remember watching it and i liked the tessellation episode mm-hmm. and i you know it was weird i kind of like I was old enough to like ship the characters, you know what I mean? Like, oh yes, right? Like yes. Inez and what was the kid? What was the boy's name? Oh, the boy's name. name Inez and... It was Jackie Inez and whatever the boy's name was. Right. I felt I felt an attraction between those two. Like they. Yeah, like... yeah. Well, guys, we did it. We d- we talked about PBS. If you guys have any that you remember that was a big part of your childhood. That maybe we can do another episode and you want us to talk about that or, or just just tell us about it. We'd like to hear. If there's one that you heard us talk about that you'd like us to do a whole episode on, let us know. Yeah, you know, we, we could easily do whole episodes on any of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we like your suggestions. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we can't say we'll do all of them, <laughs> but we like hearing them. Yeah. So. It, it really helps us out. We, we really appreciate talking to you guys. Um. It's a lot of fun, and it makes us even more excited to continue doing the podcast. So. It makes us think that you're real, and we really like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's people actually listening to it us. It helps. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, just send that to our Gmail, uh, blackcasediaries.gmail.com, uh, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Jeez, it's, okay. it's 2019, Robin. <laughs> know how to... Yeah. Say email addresses. Gmail's been around 15 years now. So. Today. That's a really gross. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Another. Yeah. Case closed. Um, But you've got to follow us on all the rest of the stuff. Yes. Uh, um, On Twitter, at Black Case Diary. Yep. And (laughs) on Instagram, at Black Case Diaries Podcast. Nice. You did it. Yes. And, and then we have our website, yes. blackcasediaries.com. Woohoo. Check that out. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please check that out. Adam made it. It's awesome. It is. Well, thank you, It's guys. got just as much info as our blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm still trying to figure out how to get more pictures on it because... I have you guys, noticed. You guys do a great job putting images in the blog, but it doesn't work 
as well on our website, but I'm working on it. So, so soon enough we'll get some more images on there. Um, and then lastly, we just got a new, we got a Snapchat now. Yay! Add us on Snapchat. Yeah. At Black Case Diary as well on mm-hmm. that one because they have the same. Yeah, it's the same amount of characters, characters. as Twitter. <laughs> so dumb. Makes it so hard to remember for me. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> I love I love hearing you try to say it, though. Ah, next time I'm going to write them down. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of you when you host the episode. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, join us again next time. We might do another TV episode. Yeah. I think we're going to have a few of those. Yeah, we got to try to stay around. away from Disney for a minute. Yes, we're going to do a boy. Disney cleanse. <laughs> we'll come back to it for sure though oh of course we will we can't <laughs> escape course. nobody can escape no, no. one <laughs> all right hey, thank you thanks for listening bye this podcast episode is brought to you by the black case diaries and from contributions to your podcast station from listeners like you thank you Hey, everybody out there in internet land, do you love the Black Case Diaries? Sure do! Well, I've got a special announcement for you. We've now got merchandise that you can buy. What? (gasps) That's right. If you head over to BlackCaseDiaries.com, you can find a brand new spanking beautiful t-shirt that says Black Case Diaries on it. And it would be awesome if you go ahead and buy that. It features an original design by our own oh, Adam Osborne. Yes. 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 And yes. soon, in the very near future, we will have other shirts that you can buy. Yes. yes. So if you want to support us, go out. Well, no, we actually don't even go out. Yeah. You do, could, it. do it in your underwear. We don't care. Exactly. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on your computer. You can do it on your dog's computer. You can do it on the toilet. Do it wherever <laughs> you want. Just uh, head over to blackcasediaries.com and go to the merch tab and you'll see it right there. We really, we would really appreciate it. We really would. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> in sync?